welcome back to another episode of The Right Type. Today I'm here with Alicia Dow, who's the author of The Sound of Stars. And today we're going to be talking about all things The Sound of Stars and what Alicia loves to do in her spare time, as well as other things. Um, so Alicia, could you just introduce yourself to everyone? Hi everyone, I'm Alicia Dow and I am the author of The Sound of Stars, which comes out from Inkyard Press, HarperCollins, February 25th. I am from Milford, Massachusetts. I currently live in Germany. I am a former pastry chef, a former um, young adult librarian, a food critic, and teacher. That's so cool. Um, I love seeing your pastry stuff on um, on Instagram, your baking and everything. It's just so nice and it makes me hungry. I started baking recently and I feel like it's really, really therapeutic. Yeah, it is, right? It's It makes you feel good to see, to start something and then finish it all within a few hours, you know? Exactly. I feel like that satisfaction doesn't come from writing a lot of the time. So um, no. <laughs> I think baking can really like help with like anxiety and stuff. It really does. It really helps me. Um, could you just tell us more about The Sound of Stars? What's it about? And like, just tell us everything. Okay, The Sound of Stars is about... Uh, a teen rebel librarian she keeps a, a library ellie um during a time where books music art human art and expression is forbidden because they were invaded and now controlled by the Alori, which is an alien race that is using earth as a vacation destination what inspired me to write that was i don't know i just uh i had this really great idea of of a of a a person, a girl, holding, having a, an illegal library and kind of in her locker at the school. I don't know, it's like a visual I had of her having this, like, library inside of her locker and then kind of, like, sneakily giving books to people. And that kind of visual just led to me going down this path of, like, aliens and music because these are the things I really can't live without is music and, and books and stories and libraries. So... It just kind of, kind of turned into this story about aliens and a girl with a, a library and a boy who loves music, an alien boy, um, and it just became this love story, but also a love letter to, to music and stories. That's so cool. I can't wait to read it. Oh, thank you. Could you just take us through your publication journey so far and just tell us how it's been for you, especially as a black woman in the like, industry? Um, yeah, just take us through all of it. Okay. So I started writing when I was able to just kind of pick up a pen. I think I wrote my first story when I was six <laughs> about a, a princess who was locked in a jar. And then like a prince comes to save her and then she ends up saving the prince and it was the whole thing. And um, later, I think the next year I was in school and I wrote a story about a cat who climbed up a tree and then saved all the trees from like devastation. I don't know. That's where it all kind of started for me. But I didn't really pursue um, publication for fiction until about 2016. Before that, I was working as a food critic, and I wrote um, some news stories, and, you know, I did anything that was really food writing. I was into food writing very early. But for fiction, it didn't start till 2016 when I, write, when I wrote my first book. 
Um, and that was kind of, <laughs> kind of trashy. Um, and I applied for a mentorship called um, Writing in the Writing in the Margins by Justina Ireland, and I was offered a mentor, which was uh, who was Tamara Matea, and she helped me basically learn how to write fiction from like the ground up. And we worked on that together for the first book, and I wrote a second book, and then I ended up shelving that like a month after I was done with the mentorship because I was just like, it's it's too much. It's it's not right. It's not the right story right now. Um, and then I wrote The Sound of Stars the month after, and I wrote that. It took me a month to write it. Um, I revised it for about two months. I pitched it to Pitch Wars, didn't get in, which was really sad for me, and I didn't know what to do, but there was a pit mad was happening like a week after you didn't get in. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just, I guess I'll pitch it, you know? Um, I pitched it, and I think it was a Thursday I pitched it in Pitmat, and by Monday I had my first offer, and by Tuesday I had two offers, and it just kind of snowballed from there, and I got really, really lucky with that. But then, of course, a lot of things came up where it was just like the wrong agent for me, um, and that happened once, and then eventually it was the wrong agent for my career and now I'm on uh, like a hopefully the right path and I think I found my right match um as a black woman it's really tough and I don't think we we talk about it enough how if you are black and you write black stories the kind of um it's kind of difficult for people to to really want you and say it's commercial I've had a lot of um people respond agents and editors respond that it's either too black or it's it's um it's what is it um like off-putting for white white people white uh, readers or i don't have enough sympathetic white characters or um i've I've heard it all i've heard everything or i should turn my mc into a white character um and i won't I, i usually i just don't do that so i just keep going if somebody doesn't really like it i just keep you know, pushing forward because I'm not, I'm not going to change my entire story or, or, um, you know, the plot to, to suit the white gaze at this point. So I have to keep going and, and pushing myself. And that's really been the case with my, my journey so far is really just going, okay, I have to be confident in the stories I want to tell. And that's that. If, if, if people are going to detract from my writing and, and, um, you know, what I want to do, then that's on them. It's not really on me. And it's, that's a hard thing to say to yourself because you don't know if you're ever going to get a chance again. You don't know if anybody's going to go, oh, okay, she's, she's really strong. She really is adamant about what she wants to do. Let's give her a chance. You don't know if that's going to happen. So it's, it's been interesting for me over the last few years to just kind of keep determined and, stay in my lane and keep my eyes on my own paper i feel like so much of that is so um it's just so relatable i think as a black woman in this industry um we're often like pigeonholed or told we're too much or too loud um and you know like when i was uh querying i got so many like negative responses and then um by the time it came for me to be on submission with my agent 
I didn't really expect to sell this book. I really love the book and everything. Um, but the book is very, very black and, um, I don't really give any white character any kind of, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not like trying to make them suitable for white people to feel comfortable in. Um, yeah. so I feel like I was like, there's no way, especially cause I wasn't going on some mission in Britain, which is a very, very awful place. Um, <sighs> So yeah, I, I completely get what you mean and everything. And also the first stories you wrote when you were a child just sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun when I was a kid. I always, you know, your imagination is the one toy you can you can control and you can have. When I, I grew up really um, fairly poor um, and we didn't have toys. We didn't have hot water. We often didn't have a lot of things that I think my own child has now. Um, so the one one way I could con- I could keep myself entertained was to, you know, create stories in my head and just kind of live inside my own head as much as I could. And that really helped me. I think it's amazing how imaginative children are. And I think that's why it's so much fun writing for them because they're able to kind of abandon um, reality more than yeah. adults can and like explore worlds that you can't even fathom when you grow up because you know life is so hard um but yeah that's why i love like writing for kids is so much fun i think yeah because they're they don't i mean <clears throat> they're gonna they're judge they judge you just as much as adults do um but you see an impact a bigger impact with your stories with children than adults and you hope that you're creating stories that are going to resonate with your readers and readers who were maybe like you growing up, growing up who need stories like this, who want to be seen and want to feel like they can have hope and love stories and all of these things. And you just want to give that to them. Adults don't, I mean, I'm sure they need it in their own, their own way, but I think for children, it's, I love the idea of being able to, to give them something that makes them feel good. And I think your story definitely will. I've actually heard that, like, because one of my friends read, read your book recently and she said that she loved it so much. Um, I heard that your character is not only, like, black, she's also fat as well. And I think that, you know, so many um, black girls, black fat girls or fat girls of any race um, kind of feel like they are treated as undesirable or invisible in society. And yes. so seeing them in like books just gonna really really help them i don't know make themselves feel like they're worthy um in a world that makes them feel like they're nothing so yeah i think your book is gonna definitely do that for them i hope so there aren't there aren't a lot of stories with fat black girls who get to be the love interest who get to be and and the main character and who just kind of get to be themselves and don't have to really sit there and think oh nobody wants me because i'm fat or oh nobody wants me because of this or that it's just, that's the story. That's who she is. And she just gets to live the way she wants to in an alien-controlled society. So I hope that that, you know, resonates with readers. I really hope that works out for fat black girls who get to see themselves as the love interest. I really want that to happen. I think it will. So I've seen on Instagram that you love to bake and your treats always look so amazing. But I was wondering if you could assign a treat to each character what treat would you pick? Oh, it's so hard. I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I think Ellie's Ellie's favorite kind of dessert is donuts. So I would probably um, 
I would probably create a donut for her. Um, but it would have to be like an elaborate type of donut. But something really, really interesting and, you know, fruity. Um, for Morris, he is a fan of um, starberries, which I create in the story. So I think it would be cool to, to kind of see a, like a, a molded cake for him. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. Um, I think it would be really cool to see like a, a starberry mousse cake with probably um, a chocolate mousse as well um, with a vanilla sponge and probably a, a nice mirror glaze on top. Yeah, I think that would be him. For, for Ellie, it would definitely be um, a chocolate-covered donut with hmm, maybe a caramel mousse filling. Maybe, yeah. And can you make those? I can. I can make all of those. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so cool. So wait, um, the starberry, is that what you said? Yeah. Is it like a real thing, or you made it up, but can you somehow make it? I made, up. I made it? up a lot of stuff in this story. <laughs> I just make up stuff. But would it be possible for you to actually make something that might emulate that? Yes, I think I said it was in the in the story that um, a strawberry tastes a bit like a citrus strawberry. Oh, okay. So for sure, I can make that up. I think I'll buy like an orange and um and a strawberry and see what it tastes like and see if Morris has a point. I think citrus citrus with fruit always works out really well. I've never had citrus in um like a treat before, like a cake or whatever. Really? Yeah, never. Oh, no. Now, now I'm going to have to go over there and, and make you something. I know it. I mean, that's one of my goals, to like, just like kidnap you for a day. And um, <laughs> like just have all of your treats that I see on Instagram. I mean, yeah, I, I would have to. I've, I always, when people tell me, yeah, I haven't had this before. I'm like, what? All right. Well, I'm going to have to come over and do this because you need to have this in your life. If you've never had a lemon mousse cake with maybe like a raspberry um, topping and then, oh, and you know, like a, a meringue, a toasted meringue on top. I feel like you haven't really gotten there yet in your dessert journey and you need to get there. I definitely haven't. I'm not really an adventurous person. I barely venture out at all. Well, I feel, well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to just like, I'm going to lead it up to there. We're going to lead up to it, you know? I look forward One to it. At a time. <laughs> I was wondering, do you have any advice for black writers trying to make it in this industry or even just like get published? Yes, I do. First, don't try to be another famous black author. Don't do it. It's not going to work out. You're going to be totally different and you can't live up to those expectations. Just because one black author has gotten to the top, has gotten big advances, has big books, it doesn't mean that you have to be like them to succeed. And I know that the industry will tell you that, but just don't believe it. Write your own story and just keep writing. Even when you face rejection after rejection, and we all do, and especially as a black writer, you will. Just keep writing anyway. It's a tough lesson and it's going to hurt and there are gonna be moments where you're like, am I doing this right? Should I continue? And the answer is yes. Just keep going. That's such good advice. I mean, how many times have you been compared to another black author? How many times has somebody said, oh, you should write like this, or, oh, you're succeeding because this black author did? 
all the time. I feel like one person I told that I got a book deal, um, they were like, oh yeah, I mean, it's really like trendy now, right? And I was like, what? And then they were like, you know, like they like to, um, they want another like story like Angie's or something. Um, it's really trendy to have authors write about race and stuff. And it's just kind of like, um, I don't know, you haven't read my book, so you can't make that judgment. Um, we're all different and we all have something else to bring into the table. Um, like Jason Reynolds, who's one of my favorite authors of all time, his purpose for writing is to get black boys to read. Um, and that's his only goal and everything. And, and you can see that in his work, he really loves black boys and he wants to show them in like a diverse way. There's black boys who cry. There are ones who don't always do the right thing. They're very flawed, but, um, you fundamentally see what's going on in their lives and what's making them make decisions. It's like, he's kind of like all of his books are a love story to black boys. And you see that in his stories. Whereas, um, Angie Thomas, you see her, she loves music. Um, and you see that in her books, you can see her love for music. It's kind of like her books are not race books. They're books kind of like love letters to both black youth, but also, um, black artists that have changed kind of the way she sees, sees literature. So all of us bring something different. Yes. Do you know what you want your purpose to be? Um, I think there's, I'm going to say that I'm a really goofy person. Like I just kind of laugh a lot at my own jokes and a lot of my jokes aren't even that funny. Um, and I, I, you know, and I bake a lot and I write about food a lot. And I think if I'm able to continue on with in this industry, I would love to create more books that are just joyful and full of food and comedy and love and, and hope. And with The Sound of Stars, it's it's a very hopeful book. It starts off really dark. And I, I say that, and, you know, I've, I've seen people go, well, it's a really dark book to start off. It is. But it's a real, it's, it's a story about hope in the end you get to that point where you're like it's about hope and that's what i really want to give the world there are stories about black people finding hope even when it's dark and having fun and food and just kind of a, a real love letter to the things that you know make us human and the things that we enjoy in our lives that's amazing and i think we really need that type of story in the industry i mean we'll see if i'm allowed to do it (laughs) i'm trying but you know it's you'd say like i think um an agent asked me recently um what my what my brand is and i said yeah um if you look at my website it's like a, a black girl on top of a donut reading a book and that's really kind of me as a person um you know, I, I just really, I like reading, I like food, I like music, I like the, the happy things, and I do explore the dark things, and I do explore, you know, racism, and um, brutality, and, you know, the, the, the history of what we, we as black people carry with us, and we, we think about. When we're in a room full of all white people, right, there's this moment where you're like, oh my god. I'm the only black person here. I feel weird. And you don't know, you know, like that's how I, I want to create books where that's not really a thing. Because it would feel nice to not have that. Um, so my brand is really food, stories, music, joy, hope. Those are the things I want to do, right? 
when you look at authors today who are doing that, there aren't many. And one of the authors, I was like, you know, I want to write like, um, uh, there's this author who's, I think, Scottish. I can't remember her name right now. Um, and she writes kind of rom-coms, but they're not really romantic. They're mostly comedies about books and, and stories and food and all this, you know. Um, and I want to do that, but for young adults. And I want to do it with black characters. And I said this to an agent, and the agent was like, that's not that's not a thing. <laughs> and I was like, but can we make it one? Because that's, that's really what I want to do. So, I don't know, you kind of have to keep pushing yourself and, and, you know, passing the envelope and hoping that somebody's going to be like, all right, let's give you a chance to do this really weird thing. <laughs> I hope people give more of us chances because I think they model us after people that have already kind of made their own mark rather than giving us a chance to make our own. Um, so I hope that they give more of us chances because, I mean, there's so many like undiscovered amazing black writers out there that are just waiting yes. to be given a chance yes i i mean when my um i did pitch wars last year as a as a mentor and to, i had uh, my mentee was tiges girma um I, i'm not sure if i said her name right but i think i said her name, first name right but i you know i think i did german pronunciation on the last one anyway she is amazing and I'm just kind of waiting to see like this whole crew of authors who are writing things that are so unique and and so black and joyful and you know ad- adventurous. And I'm just kind of waiting for them to break through. And you can you can open the door and you can do everything you can to try to get them there. But if the industry doesn't want it and they're against it, and the gatekeepers are like, oh, that's too different, then. You just kind of have to wait it out. And I'm, I'm waiting for this. I'm really, really waiting for all of these authors to just break through because it's going to be amazing when they do. There's going to be so much unique books that are going to come out and people are going to be like, what? We've never seen anything like this before. And I'm, I'm just excited. I wanted to ask you, which three authors, alive or dead, would you want to have tea with? That's a good question. Um, okay. I really love um, Mary Lou's books, sci-fi books. I really, really enjoy them, so she would be on my list. Um, Octavia Butler, because Octavia Butler. <laughs> she, you know, she had, I, I've, I've listened to her interviews before where she's, you know, she has such interesting thoughts and she's confident, really confident, and knew how to write science fiction about black characters without, like, catering to the white gaze and I would love to understand how she did it <laughs> and I would just I would have so many questions for her um and let's see um I don't know I think I would love to kind of I would love to meet Angie Thomas um and just talk to her <laughs> because she's one of the biggest names in the last few years but she writes things that are so um easy to read and when you know when something is easy to read it's really hard to write and I would love to know how she did that and and just get to know her better I agree I'd love to meet all three of those women I feel like um I've never read any of um Marie Lou's um work because I don't really read sci-fi as much um Uh but 
she seems so cool and she's such an amazing artist because I follow her on um on Instagram. She's yeah, such she's a good she artist. Has amazing work. And then um, Octavia Butler, I'm so ashamed to say I've never read anything by her, but um, I do listen to her and I like listen to interviews and stuff and she's so inspirational. Um, Angie, I love. And like On the Come Up was one of the best books I've ever read in my life. I think that, as you said, people often assume that a book that's very, um, very easy to read is um, also easy to write, but you have to have a real gift um, to do yeah. that. Yep. It's, I think... The easier it is to read and enjoy it, it is, it's the harder to write because you really have to think about how people are reading and each sentence, how it's going to sound in your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people who do that, like, um, you know, Angie, but also um, Becky Albertelli also is just like, it's super easy to just fall into this story and you're like, wow, it's, it's just really... It's really interesting to me how they're able to do that. And I would love to know more. And I think maybe it's also probably contemporary in itself, you know, where you have to really consider how these things are going to sound. Whereas with sci-fi, it's like you can only do so much and you have to work within this whole system of science and reality and you have to create this world around you. And you kind of get to, you lose it sometimes where you're like, okay, I have to say this here, but down here I have to explain why I said that. So it's, I would love to know how to do that and kind of apply that to to science fiction for myself. I think there are other science fiction authors who do this really well. I'm just, I would love to learn. I feel the same way about Becky as well. Um, And it's something I'd like to learn as well as a mystery thriller writer. Um, I really love to know how to have that ease for the reader because the best thing is for a reader to not find your book difficult, you know, um, yes. especially teen readers. There's so many of them fall out of love of like with books because schools give them hard books that are so not accessible. Um, and could you just tell us three things we can expect from The Sound of Stars? The three easiest things to expect from The Sound of Stars are love music hope but if we're going off of other things um you get anxiety rep you get black fat girl rep um and you get a love story and it's not just a love story between two characters it's a love story to art and what makes us human that sounds so amazing um thank you so much for joining me today (laughs) oh thank you for having me and where can everybody find you on social media and your website? Okay, social media, I am on Twitter. You can find me at Alicia Writes, which is A-L-E-C-H-I-A-W-R-I-T-E-S. Um, and my website is com, which is A-L-E-C-H-I-A-D-O-W.com. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to end the podcast with a final, like, line or something? A final line. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Um, thank you all for um, listening, and I hope that you'll enjoy the sound of stars as much as I enjoyed writing it. And um, I hope 2020 is the best year for all of us. <laughs>